please welcome to the stage our guest moderator, TV presenter, Jenny Falconer. Hi there, everyone. Thank you very much for coming down today. Um, I don't know if you know much about Red Riding Hood already. Do you know a lot about it? Yeah? You've all seen the trailer? You saw the film? Oh, you're one step ahead then. Okay, well, um, you know what it's about then. But it is a very exciting um, story. You've all, you all know the fable, don't you, about Little Red Riding Hood? Well, this time, um, an extraordinary director, Catherine Hardwick, has turned that fable into a very enjoyable and slightly spooky in parts feature film. Have a look at this. Until the blood moon wanes. You will never truly be safe. The wolf. It killed again. We're all in danger. Come away with me. It's time to ask for help. The werewolf returns to its human form. The real killer lives here in this village. It could be your neighbor. Your homes will be searched. Your secrets brought to light. It's here. seen a beast as strong as this. If you love her, you'll let her go. We all have secrets. Where are you going? My grandmother's. It's coming for me. Don't come near me. Do you think I'm the wolf? You shouldn't be here. You afraid? does look really really good doesn't it it is out on april the 15th if you didn't get to the screening uh, last night um, obviously you're all here for the q a um, with the cast and with the director so i will get on and introduce them now first up i want to introduce you all to the boss on set she's the one who brought the story to life turned it from a fable into a feature-length film her movie twilight which i'm sure you've all seen Scene, um, was such a hit it was the biggest opening at the box office for a female director well she'll be hoping to have that success again here she is ladies and gentlemen Catherine Hardwick <laughs> okay you come and take a seat Next up, we have um, an actor who is really kind of the hot, new, sexy kid on the block. I think that's a fair description of this okay. man. Um, he makes a huge impression in this film. He plays Peter, the woodcutter. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Shiloh Fernandez. Thank you. 
Come on down. Okay, next up now, we have a young British actor deemed one of the Brits to watch in Hollywood at the moment. He's currently actually on our screens in Sky One's The Runaway. Um, he plays Henry in Red Riding Hood. Ladies and gentlemen, Max Irons. Okay, we have one more person to introduce. Um, of course, we have uh, the leading lady of Red Riding Hood. Um, You'll know her from films like Mean Girls, Letters to Juliet, Jennifer's Body, Dear John, and of course, Mamma Mia, amongst many others. Red Riding Hood herself, Amanda Seyfried. Seyfried, there we go. Lovely. Hello, well, welcome, welcome to the Apple Store. Thanks. Thank um, did you have a good night last night? Because it was the big official screening. Excellent. Yeah, fun. Very successful. It's good. I was there. There was a big crowd. A lot of people very, very excited about this film. Yeah. Good. Glad yeah. to yeah. Yeah. Um, Tell me then how it all came about in the first place, Catherine. You are the boss of the movie. Tell me how it all came about. <laughs> One of the bosses. Um, well, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's company came up with this idea, and they wanted to go back even like before the Brothers Grimm and wrote the story down, and they went back to the more gritty, weird, messy version where there was actually a werewolf in the story. So... Um, by adding the werewolf into the story, that gave this whole murder mystery, which was really cool. So I got the script and I was reading it. I could not figure out the mystery, and you know I loved it. And I just thought this is going to be cool. I can make a whole like imaginary world. So I signed on. And they they must have come to you as well, thinking, well, she knows how to deal with werewolves. <laughs> She's proved herself. There. Well, no, my my Twilight didn't have werewolves in it. Oh, of course it didn't. Yeah, did yeah, it? yeah. It was early on. Oh, maybe then they felt that you needed to yeah, have I a needed go with werewolves. werewolves. Yeah, That's I needed it. to work with werewolves. I completely forgot then. So how did you go about selecting your fantastic cast? <gasps> okay, well, first, Amanda just came to my mind because she can pretty much just do anything funny, sexy, wild, brave, break your heart, make you laugh. And uh, each time, each word I say, can you make a face for that? No. <laughs> Happy, sad. <laughs> anyway, so anyway, she's so amazing and just kind of like draws you in. And I just thought she had that beautiful fairy tale quality that I thought she would be like a great person to go on this fun ride with, you know. But Amanda, I actually heard that you weren't so sure initially about signing up to this movie. Is that right? It's, yeah, I was a bit resistant, I think. Why anybody? It's it's a it's a pretty big responsibility to play such an iconic character that really just lives in all of our memories. Um, but I I just needed some convincing from Catherine, and as soon as I sat down with her and saw what she had, what she had kind of visualized and, and put on paper, it was just um, it was pretty obvious to me that like no matter what, how how however scared I was, that I that I needed to go on this journey with her. Yeah. It is, you're right. It's, a, it's an iconic character, an iconic story, isn't it? But it is different to the, the kind of fairy tale or the fable that we all grew up with. How, how would you say it's different? Um, uh, Red Riding Hood is uh, not little anymore, <laughs> for one. And, and she's, she, she's kind of navigating herself through life, much like a, a, you know, a very modern-day young woman would. And uh, she's not so much a damsel in distress anymore. She's a really strong, uh, headstrong, adventurous <coughs> young woman. And, um, and I think that, that that's where it really, that's 
where you see how different it is. Right off the bat, you see that this is not the story we we once knew. But it, it did. We did take all those iconic elements, and we started there. That's where. That's where. It's, I mean, that's where it's founded, and and we we, we did stick to a lot. Because like in the original story, um, Red Riding Hood comes to a path. She can choose to go straight to her grandmother's house, do just what her mother said, or she can go off the path and start getting in touch with her sensuality, picking flowers and talking to the wolf. And of course, the Red Riding Hood we know does take the more adventurous path. So we kind of went with that. You know. And I mean, obviously, we get to know a little bit more about um, Valerie Red Riding Hood in this as well. We see that she has a friend that she's grown up with, Peter, who is um, becomes more than a friend, really, doesn't? How um, how did you go about selecting Shiloh for this role? Because I know that you'd met him previously, hadn't I'd you? I met Shiloh uh, before, and um, you know, he auditioned uh, a couple of times with me on other movies, and I thought he was really interesting. And then, um, you know, what I kind of wanted Amanda to really feel comfortable with the person that she was going to act with so I wanted Amanda to be involved in the decision making oh, process I see. so you get to choose don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean I had a pretty good I mean you yeah you let me take some of the weight for oh, that I mean it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's really actually a compliment because I don't usually get to necessarily have as much input as they did with this and I and it was a chem, we kept doing chemistry reads because right. it was so important for the three young characters in this movie to have chemistry. And um, so, yeah, Shiloh so came in. So I kind of got to pick out, like, the eight, you know, best choices of guys, you know. And then Amanda got to do a bunch of scenes with them, you know, bachelor number one, two, three. Four. Well, I also got to get very, you know, down and dirty and personal with them so quickly. So I feel like, I feel like, what? Don't look at me. Um... Yeah, it was it was fair. And it seems it's very lucky, I have to say, um, from a girl's point of view, that you got to work with, with some men that, you know, are not ugly. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Let's be honest. <laughs> Most <laughs> days, yeah. <laughs> they were good days. Um, how did you enjoy working on it, Shiloh, on the fit film? Um... Yeah, it was a great. It was a great experience. I think that uh, I'd I'd always loved Catherine's. It's really weird to hear my own voice. Uh, but I'd always loved Catherine's movies, and I'd always kind of felt like I, I wanted to ex- experience her kind of unique uh, way of directing. And um, she she's just different. And I and I think that Amanda taught me a lot as well. And there was such a fantastic cast, and um, I had a great time. Yeah. Fantastic. And I mean, in the movie as well, the, the, the two guys, obviously, there's Henry and there's Peter. Uh, Max, you play Henry. And you two aren't, you're not best mates on, in the movie at all, are you? No, I think we, we grew up in different circumstances. And as a result, we, we kind of hate each other. And Peter is arguably responsible for both the death of my mother and my father. <laughs> and he's also making moves on the girl who's supposed to be my wife. So there's not much to like. No. <laughs> oh no, there's there's so much to, that goes on in this movie. I wonder if someone could sum up the film in a nutshell for anyone out here that hasn't seen it. Well, you know, um, in one way, uh, it starts out where these two are like passionately in love with each other and they decide that they're going to run away and be together. And then immediately in the first scene, everything flips and we find out that um, Amanda's sister has been murdered. So at that moment, it almost becomes a murder mystery. And we find out when Gary Oldman's character comes into town that somebody that she knows and that cares about her 
is actually a murderer, has a secret life. So the whole movie turns kind of into a game of for her trying to figure out, is the person I love really sincere or is he a murderer or other people in my family or in my community who's the killer and I kind of thought it was like you know nowadays we don't know what our boyfriend or girlfriend's doing on the internet at night like (laughs) do they have a secret identity (laughs) and in a way that was like hiding that secret and what's the dark darkness inside you know was kind of interesting is there's an amazing cast as well isn't it tell me who who you got to do scenes with Shiloh um, well, yeah, uh, the, these two really. I, I, you know, my character is kind of an outsider, and I didn't really have much interaction with um, those those other great actors. I, I, you know, but but we had Gary Oldman, Gary <laughs> which Oldman is, is awesome, incredible to have in it. He's in fact, should we, should we link to a clip of him? Now? Yeah, we'll let's have a do look it. Where at Gary is Oldman in Gary this? Oldman? Yeah, uh, right there. <laughs> During the week of the Blood Moon. The werewolf may pass his curse on with a single bite. During a normal full moon, a wolf bite will kill you. But during a blood moon, your very souls are in danger. Until the blood moon wanes, in three days, you will never truly be safe. We are safe now. I killed the wolf in his lair. The cave at Mount Grimoire. You have been deceived by this beast from the very start. It made you think he'd lived on Mount Remor so that you would not look for it in the most obvious place. The wolf lives here, in this village, among you. The real killer could be your neighbor, your best friend, even your wife. <laughs> I do love the fact there is a real mystery about when he says that, you suddenly think, ah, so the, the wolf lives in the town. It does become a real mystery from like that point a, of view. What they call like a closed door mystery that somebody in this room is a killer. Yeah. yeah. And you go through, as a, someone that's watching the film, you go through every single one of them. That's what I did. I was like, no, it's the, no. And, and you I didn't, didn't get it. Did you didn't guess? Get it right. She didn't guess. No, did you get it? Because you were watching it. Yeah, no, they went in last night too. You didn't get it either. But I think the tough thing is for Amanda's character, she starts being suspicious and getting paranoid about everybody, like even the people she loves yeah. the most, you know? So when you read the script, did you read it not knowing who it was as well? Well, when I first got it, I didn't get the last 20 pages. So <gasps> I had no idea. So you didn't know until you were like halfway through making the movie. That was it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Only then I read the script. He came into work every day. He's like, who is I'm it? A wolf. <laughs> I'm a wolf. Um, it's crazy though. No, it really is really cleverly written. Um, that's actually like honestly, it's just it just takes a you know, it takes a really smart person to write to write it that way. And it literally, I've never spoken to anybody that hasn't hasn't guessed it before. That has it's revealed? Has it. Yeah, that has has. Yes. <laughs> you see, if you hadn't given everyone the last few pages the last twenty pages, as you say, then you could have just made them act the whole movie without knowing if it was them or not. Couldn't you see? Next time. Next time, <laughs> that would be good. Um, obviously in this, Max, as well, we see you lose the, the British accent. Yes. Okay, and is that something that you find quite easy to do? <laughs> to pick up the... it, it was a big deal. I find it impossible. 
Really? It took like, literally months, and I didn't have that much text, but it took me a long time. Oh, you see, you do it well. You see, as Brits, when we go on holiday, we think we can do an American accent. All right, don't let's we? hear we yours. Well, you know, I obviously don't do it on demand. Can I say, Catherine? <laughs> but um, I always feel that I can kind of, you know, bring it out when the need be. But actually, when you have to do it for a movie, you have to get it spot on, don't you? You do a bit. Are there yeah. any words that were quite difficult? No, no. But yes, there were. To get were. into it, I oh. always have oh. to just go. Oh my God! <laughs> I'm I love Glee. I'm a total Gleek, and then I get into it. And then you that that's it. You're on that's the roll there. Do, yeah. Amazing. Very but you much. you um, you shot it all in Canada. Father well. father was a hard word. Father. father father father. Don't do it to me in front of all of them. God. <laughs> Can anybody do American accent? Oh, okay. Oh, oh, well, okay. well yeah. probably come quite naturally to you then, will it? Okay, fair awesome. enough. Well, I hope you can. <laughs> yeah, you see then, have you done, have you tried to do a British accent? Have you tried to do it the other year? Oh, oh the yeah. Amanda can. Oh, you can what? do it for two months. Go for it. Not on demand. Not on demand. See, that's like me. Nope. That's I can't it. do it. <laughs> oh, you see, that's quite good. I just can't do it. That's no, I used to live here. It's like, um, if I couldn't do it a little bit, it'd be weird. Yeah. Okay, well, one day I'll challenge you all on Scottish accents and see how you do on that one. Well, my best friend's Scottish. Oh, Still is it sort? Okay. Still fine. Yeah. All right, then we'll give up on that one yeah. then. Now, what is the truth in this that you only wanted people with brown eyes in the movie, obviously, <laughs> apart from Amanda? I read this. This was when I was doing my thorough research for today. It said only brown eyed actors, and if they didn't have brown eyes, they had to wear lenses. Yeah, well, no, we, we didn't uh, discriminate like that because we <laughs> made everybody wear lenses. And when I talked to Julie Christie, I said, You're going to wear contact lenses. And she said, But I'm known for my beautiful blue, my, not beautiful, she said, I'm known for my blue eyes. And I said, well, everybody else is doing it. So, Max, you weren't too fond of it either. No, I fainted quite a few times. What, from wearing contact lenses? It's a bit of glass in your eye. I mean, it could slip round and... That's a horror film in itself, I think. That's horrible. The contact lens. All right, okay. Well, I think everyone literally... I didn't even notice there were lenses in there. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't have noticed. But Amanda didn't have to worry about that. Um, It was all filmed in um, Vancouver, in and around Vancouver. Mm -hmm, Is that correct? mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Which is beautiful. Has anybody been to Vancouver? Gorgeous, right? The whole landscape and you see the mountains and everything. Yeah, it was beautiful. There was a lot of snow in this, these scenes, but you weren't appropriately dressed for the snow, which was my discomfort throughout the movie. I was like, they must be cold. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. We were used to like, it. They're freezing. They, they live, live in the mountains. Yeah. We'd grown up with it. We were used to it. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. We're, was... we're all a little supernatural right, in okay. fairy tale. We made our own it's a fairy world. Tale. Where snow is not cold. I know, I was <laughs> going to say, to what extent was the set completely? built was it all fake snow and was it all well you know you can't really predict when it's going to snow even in canada so you kind of have to have snow machines which are really loud and really painful (laughs) okay fair enough then um i was going to ask about the cgi because you do a lot of scenes amanda you in particular have quite a few scenes with the wolf Mm -hmm. obviously you're not going to act with a talking wolf are you nope so what do you (laughs) act with a wood piece of wood oh really yeah the thing is, um, we had a, a, a few, a, f- a few uh, little toys, like a big styrofoam life-size wolf, but they didn't do anything for me, so I, I, it was really just much easier to imagine a monster staring at me and to hyperventilate, and, to, and it was exhausting, because my imagination is not like it was when I was a child, so I just, I had to trick myself into, into feeling fear and that plank of wood after a while just like I wish that would have even just disappeared because it's just it was just an eye line for me it was nothing right 
But in <sighs> some cases, Catherine Hardwick delivered her well, wolf Ka- performance. Well, Catherine did try to help out um, in certain circumstances when she needed more, you know, more from me. Uh, and and she would yell at me behind the camera and say, I'm going to eat everybody you love, even your dog. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, it's like, Valerie doesn't have a dog, but Amanda does. <laughs> and so um, it was really confusing. And then I asked her to stop. <laughs> but actually, we Amanda, Amanda did sneak her dog into one scene, and we oh, challenge really? anyone to find her dog in the movie. Oh, you're not going to tell us where it is. Oh, it's no, a no. quick like he gets cut out like a it's a it's a it's a quick shot of the dog. So. He's not dressed as a rabbit, is he? Nope. Okay. <laughs> now he's too good is. looking. Okay. All right, we'll have to work. Oh. Out. We'll have to work out where that is then. Okay. Mm. <gasps> think whereabouts now? Um. Uh, I was, has anyone else got any questions, by the way? I should really come round, because I'd be... Yes, should we go straight to you there? Sure, Catherine, I'm trying to be a film director myself for feature films. Correct. Can you tell me what took you from being production designer to directing your own feature films? Um, and, and what was the funniest thing that happened directing this film? Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, well, I was a production designer. Do you guys know what a production designer is? That's a person... Anybody know? You actually design all the sets for a movie, like if there's going to be a backdrop here, what color is it, or you know whatever, and, or you build all the sets. And so when you do that job, you work with a lot of directors. So I got to work with a lot of cool directors, and of course, every person I work with, I'd be watching them like, how does how does he do it? How does that person do that? What works? You know, what what made it a good set or a good scene? So I learned a lot that way. But I also wrote my own little short films, and I shot them in between jobs. And is, have you been doing that? Any other directors here? Want to be directors here? All right, cool, awesome. And um, and then you know you you take acting classes. Have you guys been taking acting classes? That's a really good thing to do uh, because you see what torture you're putting <laughs> these poor people through, <laughs> and then you might try harder to like make it or at least I'm supposed to try harder to make it more comfortable for them or make them feel good or get into their characters and you do writing classes just everything you can uh, to try to make that transition then I wrote a script and then uh, finally I wrote a script that was kept writing one lower budget lower budget lower budget that was low enough budget 13 that I could make it for 1.5 million dollars and they couldn't stop me then I'm like, I'm going to do this thing no matter what. I got paid $3 the whole time I worked on that movie for two years. But I got to make a movie. So, you know, good luck. And I went to film school, too, for one year at UCLA. (laughs) And that's helpful, too. And then work on other people's movies. What was funny? Oh, what was funny on the movie? Uh, Well, (laughs) a lot of things. (laughs) This one is quite funny, like, every day. Amanda is, you don't know what's going to come out of her brain. Uh, what were some of the most crazy things that came out of your brain? Uh, I thought of one thing, one other thing that was very funny. Did you guys know that a skunk sn- snuck on the set, and there was a skunk loose on the net? And then when we went to catch it, it was hiding with the chickens, trying to pretend like it was a chicken. <laughs> that was kind of weird. <laughs> That's that set. We also had a fire once on the set. We had a fire. We had down. a few meltdowns. <laughs> And how was it when you were recording the dance scene? That looked like it might have been quite fun oh. to film. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shiloh had to learn the dance. What, what are you making that face? Well, uh, yeah, I, uh, 
I'm, I'm not a dancer, I don't no. think, but, 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 we, but we worked really hard at learning it, and, um, and then it was two weeks before we started filming, and the, the night before, the girl that I danced with hurt her neck, so we had to reconfigure the whole dance, it was very Was that because of you, she hurt her neck? Were you being a bit too, you know... You're rolling her around. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> what was implied there in my head? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, oh. no. Uh, but <clears throat> anyways, yeah, it was just a challenge to, to, to try to act... Remember your dance steps, and then we went right into this kind of confrontation and a fight. It was just over. It was over. But it was a beautiful day, you know, watching everybody kind of get into it, and the music was amazing. And we had this cool band, a Swedish band. You guys know Fever Ray? Does anybody know that band, Fever Ray, or The Knife? And uh, Karen wrote this amazing song. She used medieval instruments like a hurdy gurdy and these weird horn pipes. Does anybody know uh, Hieronymus Bosch, the painter? Who, who knows his paintings? The Garden of Earthly Delights. They have all these crazy instruments, this hurdy-gurdy and stuff. So we recreated those and made this whole like medieval rave. Yeah. But Amanda learned the dance in like five seconds. Well, yeah, but it's really fun when you have music because when you're a acting, all the um, out outside noise has to be quiet. You have to pretend that if, like, if you're doing a party scene, you have to pretend that there's loud music and you have to talk really loud. But when you're dancing, you get to actually listen to the music and really get into it. It's fun. It makes you feel closer to uh, what you're doing. Because usually they add the music on afterwards, don't they? Yeah, it's real. It's a, it's a real pain. It's all ha having to do with um, the sound of, of you know our mics and yeah. Um, so yeah, it was fun. It's yeah. a it's fun to dance uh, you know when you're in a movie just to add a little extra element to it. Yeah. Sexy. Yeah. And then from a bloke's point of view, Matt, um, what's it like to kind of get into a fight? That must be quite cool. It doesn't come naturally to me. No. Um, <laughs> It was all right, though. I think, I mean, the choreography got changed ten minutes before, so I think we were both quite <laughs> annoyed <laughs> about that anyway, so it came quite naturally. And anyone else got a question? Oh, we've got... There's right behind you, right there. This is a question for the actors. When becoming your character, was there anything particularly difficult, something that was very different from the character than you? Yeah, well, for me, it was... Uh, like, when I started auditioning, Catherine had said, you know, if you want to play this part, you better start working out. And, and so I had to go to the trainer every day, which I'm not into, and I gained a lot of weight. Um, I gained like 15 pounds or something. And of muscle. Of, of muscle, supposedly. And, uh, and then also just, uh, she had me go out with this uh, marine sniper that was next boyfriend of yours to kind of just get that attitude of always kind of being aware and, and walking into a room and kind of assessing the situation. Yeah, it was cool, and I'm a very relaxed person, and I also had to kind of get rid of my Californian relaxed um, accent, so I had to work with a lady. So there was a lot that I had to do to kind of try to kind of become something else. Because he, um, his character is a wood chopper, wood cutter, and you know you're working with an axe, very physical all day long, and Max's character is a blacksmith, so they're not just like pretty boy actors. <laughs> Ooh. So you had to, you had to actually kind of. They had to kind of toughen they up. They had to toughen up a little oh. bit. I'm like, you have to look like you work outside hard every day. And then we, we saw scenes where they're doing the physical action. So I think for an actor, are you going to be an actor? Or do you want to be an actor? I think that physicality is a really great way to get into, you know, your character. If there is something physical they have to do, it's cool to really do that job. Wouldn't you say that's a... Yeah, I, yeah, I, I have helpful. some advice. Um, know what makes you cry. And know Ooh. it scares the crap out of you, and that's and that's something that always helps. Do you have me. Do you have something that makes you cry always at the back of your head? That yeah, it changes all the time. But is um, it something you would share or? 
No, I mean, I, it's it's silly. I think it's. I, yeah, but then I you can call that up, you know, call yeah. that image yeah. up, right? It's it's kind of it's powerful because it's so hard to like all of a sudden you're really happy and you're working and you're on set and you're supposed to be terrified and and crying and and it, you know it just it's it's really hard to feel the opposite of what you actually feel and that's what and acting that's where acting comes in and then you know you try rest. And also, the, in the theatre, they, they call a play a play for a reason, because you have to play. Especially when you're dealing with a giant werewolf, you know. <laughs> you use your imagination. Not you know, really there. Play. I know, and you're acting with a bit of wood in front of you as well, and that's meant to be the wolf. I suppose you do have to use your imagination a fair bit then. Um, in terms of then the working out on set, was that something that you have to kind of put that into the schedule every day as well? You did? Yeah. Oh no, how long, what time, do you have to get up really early for that? It depended, I mean, an hour a day and you had to eat hideous food and hideous protein bars and all sorts of things, be very healthy. How long was the filming period over? Uh, we had uh, 42 official days to film um, and then we kind of stretched out like three more sneaky... It's like three months. Re- yeah. Three months, so over three months you kind of on this fitness and, and yeah. diet. It was, we had three months before. Two, right? Didn't we? Two, three months? A couple months? months before, yeah. Well, from the so, moment you came to audition, I said, you need to work. I know. And I've lost it <laughs> yeah, all. Yeah, Kevin, you and I looked at each other and we're like, I'm like, not going to do. <laughs> you're kidding. I know what happened with you. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> and how are you enjoying the, the reception you're getting from the fans, Charlie and I? How much? It was fun last night. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. they enjoyed themselves last night. I, I kind of wish I would have stayed and, and watched the movie with everybody. But um, yeah, I think I think it, you know it's a movie that I think has a lot of strange elements that will kind of draw a different audience than than maybe you know I think that the love story is is definitely attractive for a lot of people. We've all kind of experienced unrequited love, and we all want this forbidden love and idea of romance, and and it's really a thriller. And you kind of have to be a detective, like you said, to go in there and kind of figure out who this person is that's murdering everybody. Awesome. You know? Will there be a sequel? We don't know. <laughs> and any more questions? Yes. That's way to ask the actors. Do you get a um, obvious comparison with Mr. Patterson, first of all? Yourself, yeah. Me? Yeah, and um, also <laughs> yourself being the director of Twilight, it looks like some sort of spin-off from that. So what would you say about that? You want to go first, man? It's just the hair. That's it. And the hair can go. <laughs> no, it's also because you're brilliant. Have, you have you had any comments before? I, I, I have heard it. Um, He's a he's a good he's a nice looking fella. So he's he's, do, he's doing all right, isn't he? He's doing all right. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah. Well, um, you know, I lo- one thing about Twilight, you know, of course, I loved it. I loved doing it, but it was set in the real world, and na- you know, I had to make you believe that vampires could show up at your real high school. So every set had to look really real, and the clothes had to look like all of us. And this movie gave me a chance and all of us a chance to go more into our imagination and create like a fairy tale world and a whole other layer like a murder mystery so all of that was really fun for me to like just go onto a different planet I, I loved that part of it yeah. and the very first scene they're in love but immediately there's a murder so it it kind of flips right after the first scene I, it was the rabbit bit that did it for me. I was like, oh, this film's not quite what I expected. Yeah. <laughs> Have you, well, if you'll see it. Did you get that when you saw the rabbit? I was like, no, yeah. no. Okay, who else wants a question? There was someone over there. Um, the lady third row back there. Um, another one for the actors. Do you, will you ever get used to seeing yourself on the big screen? Nope. <laughs> How does it feel when you watch it? 
disconcerting. Really? You see the things you do. You think, oh, God. Yeah, it's just... You, Hopefully one day, because I suppose it helps to you watch do, what though. you do. You do, though. It actually... I promise you do. Really? You get used to it. Yeah. You get used to separating yourself and, like, in, and realizing that there's nothing you can do, no matter how crap you're doing. You can't change it, because it's already out there. And the thing is, there, it, there must be a reason it's, it's in the cut. And no matter, you know, how unattractive you think you look, it's just like, it's... You really just have to cut yourself off. Like it's your own, you're just mm. your own perception. I mean, no matter what, I mean, it could be true. I might be looking really ugly in a scene, but I don't care because yeah. there's nothing you can do about it. Well, that's the point. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you an actor? Um, I'm sorry, I did an acting course and um, it was acting for film and we had to film various scenes and then watch them back. How did I you want- find it? I wanted to be anywhere else but in that room. It was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it as well. People don't like the sound of their own voice when you hear your answer phone message as oh. well. So When I heard this, it's horrible. <laughs> yeah. it, is, it does take a bit of getting used to, I should imagine. It, I think what, anything, you just get used to it after a while. So. But is there a slight bit of excitement when you see a billboard with your face on it? Come on. Yeah. What was the first? What was the first time when you saw yourself? Oh, Where was I saw it? a huge, huge building in New York um, for Mamma Mia. It was just me, like smiling, <laughs> and it was crazy. <laughs> it was so overwhelming. Did you walk past way. a few times and kind of go? Like, hey. No, <laughs> I didn't. No, but my mom took enough pictures for me to stare at. But it's cool. It's just when it's that big, you're just. It's just larger than life. It's the feeling is larger than life, and so it's um it's priceless. Yeah, see, that would be pretty cool to have that. Right, another question, please. Okay, front row down here. Hi, my question is for Amanda. My wife and I love you and Chloe. We think you were great on that. Thanks. I would like to know how different it is to shoot a big budget movie from a small budget movie. Uh, One major difference that is just, it's just wonderful, is that when you shoot a small, small movie, there are less people around and less opinions and it's, it's, it's not as structured. I mean, we've got, it, it, this was great. I mean, I love working with, with a big studio. There's so much, you know, we get so much more money and so much more um, uh, uh, things that we can, you know, <laughs> use from, like take from. And, and uh, but, but there's also a lot of more, there, there are more opinions and people, you know, kind of keeping, it's less freedom, really. And when you do small movies, it's so much more focused and it just feels, it's great, but you you know then you lose all the access. It's just it's it's trade off. It's a trade off. Yeah, I mean I, you know I I had as much fun as I had working on Chloe, I had on this film. It's just it's just different. All right, thank you very much. And um, that's it. We're going to have to wrap it up now. And um, thank you very very much for joining us here today. They've been great, haven't they? It's been lovely Thanks. to hear you talk about the movie. And that's Red Riding Hood. It's out next week. Um, um, so, ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it for Max Irons, Amanda Seyfried, Shiloh Fernandez, and Catherine Hardwick. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you.